Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we are going to be discussing an article from the May issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, What Are Your Priorities and How Does Your Operation Stack Up to the Competition as we think about the topic of benchmarking. To discuss today's topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Matt Stockton, who's a Nebraska Extension Ag Economics Specialist. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Stockton. Well, thanks for the invitation, and I uh, hope we can discuss some really important topics for producers. Dr. Stockton, I think this data set's really interesting. It comes from the University of Minnesota. To start out our conversation, tell us a little more about this data set, what goes into it, and why does it have value for producers? Okay, so there's a thing called FinBin, which is maintained by Minnesota, and you can look that up. You can even look up the numbers yourself, but what it is is it's a data set where these several states around Minnesota have used a thing called FinPack, and in that FinPack, basically, they've done all their accounting and have all that information, so it's all these producers grouped together in a data set, and so you can go to that data set and search with certain parameters. In this case, we searched for the parameters of 100 or more cows in a herd, and they had to be commercial cow-calf herds. And that's what we used to, to search the data. We came up with 31 different ranches, and then they were grouped by profitability into five different groups, from lowest, highest, and then there was a low, a medium, and a high group. And that's what we compared all the costs. And so this is an aggregate of at least six farms of similar type in the, in the Nebraska, South Dakota, and North Dakota area. Dr. Stockton, as you look at these data sets, what are some things that kind of start to differentiate different operations from one another as we think about their cost of production as well as their productivity? Well, actually, that's, that's kind of the key is, is, is that I think that um, beef producers, by and large, and according to our to, to what they did, what they sold their animals for, there wasn't a whole lot of difference in value as far as revenue uh, or sales value per calf. There was a few cents here and there, but they were pretty much close to the uh, norm. Where they really made the difference was in the cost, where, where, what they did to, to, to produce beef. Now, what was fascinating by this whole thing is that the, the high and the high group, which one made uh, about a hundred, uh, about one hundred and eleven dollars, and the other one made about ten dollars profit. That's over and above, you know, cost. And so, uh, and we compared those two. And what was interesting is that there was a difference in productivity. Now we kind of expected the, you know, most productive to be the most uh, profitable. But it turns out that the one that had really, really high numbers in, in some of the categories had good profit, but not as good as the one that was more efficient, where they had a little bit lower numbers, but they had really, they had good productivity and they had good numbers, but their costs were, were a lot lower than it was in the high group. So they, their profit exceeded that of the high group. It was fascinating to see that. So really what you're saying here, Dr. Stockton, is there's a balancing act between cost of production and production. We can have very high production, but that additional productivity or additional production may come with a cost that no longer makes it be profitable. Right, so kind of think of it like this. Let's say you have 95% pregnancy rate, which, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good, pretty decent pregnancy rate. 
but you you want to get 100%. Well, to get to 100%, how much is it going to cost you for each percent? Well, it's going to cost you a lot more because you have to do special things. And there are some cows, for whatever reason, just are not going to get pregnant easily, and it's going to cost you lots and lots of money. So for each pregnancy percent, you're paying a certain amount. And so if you, you can balance that where the cost for a pregnancy pays for the cost, the, in other words, the value you receive from the production pays for the value you paid for the pregnancy. And that's that balancing act that you were talking about there, Aaron. One of the things I thought in looking at this data set that was also interesting is the highest profit group seems to be pretty strategic about managing their cost in several areas, feed cost, replacement cost, labor cost. They just are pretty consistent across the board in those areas. Absolutely. In other words, it wasn't just savings in one area. It was savings in, in different areas. And of course, your feed cost is your biggest. And I suppose there was almost like an 80 or $90 savings when it came down when you added feed costs and pasture together, almost that $90 difference. Well, that accounts for quite a bit of the difference in profitability, but not completely. You also look at the fact is that there was some interesting thing in the highest, as well as the cost savings and, and, and across the board and, and the various categories. But there was also, they used, they had a larger amount of government payments. It didn't account for all the difference in profit, which was over $100. It only accounted for about $43 of that extra profit, but they, they had government uh, payments, which was probably, we're guessing because we don't have any information on it, it would either have to be something related to a disaster, but it was for all five or six ranches, sorry. And uh, they, they all, they must have been that they, they, they could have been, had different insurance like PRF or something in, 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 in which that they had used to uh, mitigate some of the risk or they did something that created some government payments that the others didn't have, but they still would have had uh, more than $50 more profit than the anybody else. So it was kind of interesting that they, they, they diversified in a lot of things in the way that they went about doing things. Dr. Stockton, anything else as you look at these numbers that jump out to you? And then as you think about producers who might be looking at this data set and thinking about their own operation, what are some things you think they might want to pay attention to as they think about how they might make improvement? Well, there's also the fact is that the, the highest group in talking about costs were able to increase inventory rates, but also minimize uh, cow replacement costs. And yet they didn't have the lowest call rate. For example, the high, high group had about an 8% call rate and the highest group had about a 12% call rate. And, and yet they were replacing animals more animals, yet they were replacing them. Had a, they had a lower cost per cow covered by the bull than the other, in as far as replacement costs, which was fascinating. So it means that they're doing something. They're not only minimizing the production of the calf when the cow is out on the pasture and and and, and while well, the cow is active in the herd, but they're also minimizing how the the cost of replacing that cow once she is removed from the herd, which is. You know, that's, like I said, it's pretty diverse in the way they save money. Anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight, Dr. Stockton, as we point towards wrapping up our conversation? Well, you, there is some one thing is that I, I, we, we talked a lot about costs, but we also found that uh, some of the things as far as marketing is important as well. In other words, you can't, 
the way you market, for example, the, the highest herd actually transferred most of their calves into another operation, whether it be feedlot or whether it be uh, 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 steer, you know, yearling operation type thing, or, or whether they did some background and whatever they did, they had that done as well. And it seemed to uh, keep things going for them as far as their revenue and whatnot. So I think it's important to consider not just what you're doing as far as cost, but what can you do to help your revenue as much as possible? Well, thanks again for writing this article, Dr. Stockton. I think this data set's very interesting and appreciated our conversation today. Thank you very much, Aaron. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. Again, the title of the article that was discussed, what are your priorities and how does your operation stack up to the competition in relation to benchmarking?